What's up, y'all? I'm your host, Trey Malden, and this is the Hooper's Hustle. Alright, y'all. We'll hop right into it. Today, I have a special guest with me, one of my East Bay brothers. I'm super excited he can hop on. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking a little about what he does, the company he helps run, and what they do for student athletes. Uh, Spencer, go ahead. What's going on, everybody? Uh, my name is Spencer Britschke. Uh, like Trey said, I played basketball at Cal State East Bay with him. Um, I am now the East Bay Area Manager and Social Media Director at um, Advocates for Athletes, Inc., um, we are a hands-on local consulting company that helps high school athletes um, achieve a college scholarship or a spot on a athletic team. Um, so yeah, Trey. So, it why this company is so important to Spencer and uh, one that I can definitely get behind is because there's some personal experience that all went into yeah. this. Uh, the company was actually based off of Spencer's recruiting experience, and yeah. it's his dad saw some downfalls and saw the opportunity, and now took advantage. He's a big part of it and has helped how many athletes thus far? Um, so as of right now, we're about to hit our 600 mark. We're going on year nine, and um, we've you know helped kids get into over um, you know about 500 different colleges and universities. That's awesome, man. So let's get into a little bit of why it was created, your experience in terms of getting recruited. Um, so yeah, so basically when I was a high school you know, basketball player, um, I was on a really good team, uh, went to the state finals, um, and my accolades... Um, Weren't there? Were, no, they were there. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, just let's just be real, they were there. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, I thought my accolades, and my parents thought my accolades would get me a college scholarship um, you know, without us having to promote myself. Um, and man, were we wrong? Um, you know, as a five ten, you know, white point guard who can't really sh- jump or run that fast, <laughs> it was, um, you know, it, it was kind of difficult. And, um, I had a lot of looks, but none, none of the looks that I really, you know, wanted. Um, so I started promoting myself and my parents, you know, started helping me with it, but we were doing all the wrong things. We were, mm-hmm. you know, sending emails to the wrong coaches. We were, you know, not putting the right school names down, you know, reaching out to schools that, you know, already had their spots filled. You know, it was just kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, so it eventually came that, um, I was reached out to by Shamanon University in Hawaii, where um, I went on a recruiting trip and eventually signed with. Um, and it was, I had a great experience out there, you know, they had the Maui Invitational, so I got to play against Draymond Green, which was pretty sweet. Did you win? Uh, we lost by five. We did upset Oklahoma, though, so that was, okay. that was pretty cool. Um, but being in Hawaii and being away from the fam- my family and everything, it wasn't my best fit. Um, so my dad saw that there was a gap in kind of the whole institution of the recruiting of recruiting. And he sat down with, um, you know, college coaches and college counselors and, 
you know, all these different people and came up with this game plan. Um, and it kind of filled the gap because there really isn't another uh, company like ours. Yeah. So, um, and that's where A4A started because of my recruiting. Awesome. Now, in that you talked about signing to Shamanad, what was your initial reasoning for signing with Shamanad? Well, so it, it's kind of funny because I either could have gone to a school back east mm-hmm. um, and or I could have gone to a school in Hawaii. And I was watching the Maui Invitational um, commercial come up. And it's, would you rather be playing in the snow yep. or would you rather be playing you know, in the on the beach and on an island? And I was like, well, that just made my decision for me. Um, and plus, you know, as a really good Division II school um, and playing against D1 competition, I thought, you know, man, this is going to be the best opportunity for me. So that's basically why. So you said Chaminade wasn't the right fit for you. What happened after Chaminade? Um, you know, Chaminade, like I said, Chaminade wasn't the best fit just because it was... It was so far away from family, um, and that was like a big factor. I, I got to come home once for Christmas, and other than that, I, I saw my family, you know, I don't know, maybe twice in a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and being an 18-year-old, I felt at the time that it was best for me to come back. So I decided to go to a junior college um, at Foothill University, or Foothill University, Foothill College. <laughs> it's not a university, trust me. Um <laughs> Uh, and, um, you know, did my thing and played pretty well and ended up, you know, committing to, um, Cal State East Bay and, you know, where I met you. Um, again, I felt that, um, East Bay wasn't the best fit for me. Um, but, you know, at the same time I made, you know, long lasting, you know, friendships from there. So, you know, that's one thing I got out of it, but, you know, the reason A4A was started was is to find kids their best fit school. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of my experiences, that's where my dad, you know, kind of found that, you know, kind of gap. And, and you know, that's why, what we do, why, why we do what we do is to help kids find their school because of what I, you know, went through. Yeah, no. I mean, that's the reason why I've started this podcast. I've started Humble Evolution. The reason why we coach is to take our experiences and try to help those going through a similar process so i know you have probably a a bunch of passion going into this and to all the athletes that you help uh so right now you're the east bay manager yes how many kids are you currently helping currently i'm code or i'm helping six six yes awesome so how's this whole process in terms of helping them how's that been going for you um, you know, it's been great. This whole COVID thing has kind of thrown us for a loop. Um, but I love doing, you know, what I'm doing. We help kids in 17 different sports. So my first client was a rower mm-hmm. and I had to really dive in and learn what rowing is all about. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, dude, I, you know me, I've never been in a rowboat like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, come on. Um, so that was one thing that I found that made me want to dive in even more was getting to know the intricacies of other sports besides basketball. Um, and plus just, you know, helping these kids find, you know, their, find their spot because, you know, I didn't find my spot and seeing kids kind of grow and, you know, reach their goals. That that's why I have so much passion. I think that's why, you know, everyone that works with us does, 
um, because you know you kind of make kids dreams come true yeah so don't give us the secret sauce we don't, we don't need the secret okay. sauce okay. They, they can say that for later but okay. what exactly do you do for your athletes in terms of how do you help them find their right spot or help them recognize what their right spot is so through a, basically through a process we have a 100 page booklet um, that we run our kids and our parents through mm-hmm. um, it crosses every T and dots every I of what families should be doing so we help kids um, you know write emails we help kids prepare for meetings um, put videos together um, we set them up with our resource partners who are you know either athletic trainers or counselors so we kind of we touch base on a little bit of everything um, which really has come full circle now to being a you know a solid process that no one else really has it's funny that you said you hooked them up with your resources because one thing that I've noticed and from traveling the country working with different sites is that a lot of when you talk to student athletes their main focus in finding the right fit is purely athletics yes then they get to the school and it's like you have to actually do some study yes you have exactly. to find a, a, a topic so yes. like for me at first I was a psychology major because I was just so into the mind I was so into everything yeah, else yeah. and then I got into the kinesiology phase and I was like yo I can apply this today like yeah. I can find out how to rest and recover exactly dude and that's what we really what I really like about part of our process is we help kids kind of figure out what they want to do um, and what kind of school they want to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, when I first went to college, I mean, I was a business major and I was in there and I was like, man, this is tough. I don't really want to do this. What do I like to do? I like to talk. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go into communication. So instead of you know kids having to switch majors like that all the time, which people are going to do you know, regardless, we help them figure that out prior to going. And, yeah. and send them to a school where it's not going to be just about sports. Because at the end of the day, most kids aren't going to the professional level. Mm-hmm. So we, wanna look, we look at it as it's not just a four-year decision. It's a, you know, it's a 40-year decision. Because that's where you're going to get your degree. That's where you're going to make your friends. And that's where your, your life is going to come from. And we, want, we try and set kids up to be successful on and off the field or court. Yeah. And that's what I love about your company is that it's not just about on the court, it's off. And on top of that, I know from talking with your other managers, talking with your father, like you guys have a a personal connection that definitely lasts throughout their experience as well. So like, what are some ways that you uh, help your athletes in terms of how do you get to know them and what find out what their needs and wants for their careers actually are. Yeah, and so one of our starting points when we sit down with each of our athletes um, is we sit down and ask what their best attributes are, uh, athletically and academically. Um, so we make them put five and five on a piece of paper and it helps us get to know them as kids. You know, when, you're, when kids are working with adults, it's tough to have that connection because there is an age difference. Um, me being a big little kid, I, you know, I can actually kind of make a better connection (laughs) with some kids. And I think that's why I'm good at what I do, to be honest. Um, but because we develop a personalized game plan for each kid, I get to know them, you know, off the court as well, not just with athletes. And I think that's 
what makes our business so great is because we're it's one on one. You know, I'm sitting down with these kids or now FaceTiming with these kids and spending an hour or an hour and a half and getting to know them. And because I'm getting to know them, I can help them better. And I think that's what the process um, really is. What the what is so great about the process is because we um, are it, it's so individual and so you know one on one personal yeah. approach. And like you tipped on earlier, it's not just the kid. Like you take the whole family in, yeah, know, in thought and find out what's the best situation for the family because. Just like in your case, you thought that being in Hawaii was going to be gravy good, yeah. everything, all the mashed potatoes, like it was, it was a <laughs> yeah. full meal, you it's know. Hawaii, yeah. But at the same time, then to put in perspective, you knew by the end of it that, dang, I need to be close to my family. That's yeah. something I love, cherish, and this and that, which a, a young student ready to get out of the house may not think about no. and may be miserable no so when, yeah like I said when I was you know a senior in high school I was like hey guys I'm going to Hawaii I'm mm-hmm. going to be I'm going to be good but because of you know like you said we do work with our parents we have checklists for our parents I have individual meetings with the parents because sometimes kids won't be able to translate what they really want and like mom knows their son you know their sons yeah. or their daughters the best and their dads you know, or dads and working with the families as a whole really helps us kind of get the big picture. Like I said, it's a, it's a 40-year decision, not a four-year decision. And we want to make sure that you're happy at your school, you know, if sports were taken away. Yeah. Um, I've had, we've had teammates and I'm sure, you, you know, even friends in other sports that have not been able to um, – continue their sport either because of injury or grades or something like that and now they're stuck at a school that they don't like and that's not what we want for our kids yeah you know? so so how do you reel back the lavar balls of the world <laughs> <laughs> when dealing with the parents because some parents don't know maybe what the what's best for the kids and this isn't that so yeah. how do you steer them into realizing what the kid is trying to say and how do you do the checks and balances on that so that's it's actually really funny it's when I first started, uh, I think I started as a manager about six years ago now. Yeah, just about. And I remember working with the first mom, and the first mom was like, a, you know, a LeVar Ball. Like, yeah. And I'm on the phone like, oh my God, what do I do? You know, like, how do I calm this lady down? And it's gotten to a point now where I, I've seen, like, ever, seen all the different circumstances that come up in the recruiting process where I can come you know, either a mom down or let them know what reality is because, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's got, you know, there's crazy parents all over the place. For sure. Um, but it's it, it's definitely awesome. The, our process is awesome is because when I sit down one-on-one with these kids, their parents are gone. So I get to ask them, you know, directly what they want. And I don't tell the parents what I'm going to ask them that day. So it's easy for me to get the response and they don't have time to prepare and talk together and influence what the kids have to say. So that's always a good thing um, when asking them where, you know, where would you like to go? Do you like, do you like the snow? Do you want to, you know, do you, would you like surfing to be nearby? You know, all these different things that Mm -hmm. come into factor when choosing a school that now parents don't have an influence when I get to ask them the questions. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, earlier you mentioned that 
and you you've tipped on a couple of things that you're doing right now yeah. during this covid time uh of how you're connecting with your athletes how you're still pushing them forward uh what has been the biggest adjustment for you uh in this whole process of trying to guide your athletes through this time the biggest thing i th- i mean it's got to be there just hasn't been any sports um you know, AAU programs and travel sports have become so big mm-hmm. that that's a big factor in the recruiting process. So with those being canceled and the you know the, the back end of sports being canceled this past year, it's been tough to um, you know get stats and you know the kids who need their senior years to perform well weren't able to do so. So I yeah. think for clients that I have that had those issues. I think that's been the hardest problem. You know, we, we always FaceTime with kids because um, we have kids all over the country. So FaceTiming is not a big, you know, switch because we can, we've done that. But not knowing when sports were coming back or kind of adjusting our program to promoting kids, um, you know, through the dead periods and the quiet periods and, you know, all that different stuff um, has been probably the, mo- the most difficult. So what like now with kids that you're you're promoting to these schools since they don't have the stats this isn't that what would be your best suggestion or what have you been doing to try to help them the most so we um my suggestion and what we've done with our athletes is we've created home videos for our for our athletes so um individual workouts for basketball you know them doing drills or doing shooting drills um you know, for football, it's, you know, you catching passes or soccer kicking goals. So showing footwork and showing the, these attributes that, um, you know, schools want to see yeah. on top of previous stats and things and other things like that. But as of right now, that's all you really can do since there's no game film. Of course. Um, yeah, so that's that's been the toughest thing is trying to figure out what to promote with no sports going on. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing that you could possibly think of right now because you want to broadcast yourself, but there's not necessarily a way to. And it is kind of weird if you're just in your front yard, you know, kind of <laughs> doing drills it, and, it, and going through it. it yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely weird seeing a video of, because anybody could do, you know, ball handling drills and in, in, in a kind of like a, in an area like you said, in your front yard, in the street, on the sidewalk. Um, but more or less, it's focusing on your skill. What's your best skill? So, like, a lot of kids, you know, don't have a left hand in basketball. Mm-hmm. So that we want to show them, you know, maybe they have a, a sibling at home where they could show, you know, have defense or something like that and show the left hand. But it's just kind of finding your skill that coaches are going to be like, oh, that's a sweet move. Or, yeah. oh, that's a, you know, that's a really good asset that that player has. But on top of that, it's more or less coaches are looking for, you know, a desire to play. Um, you know. Well, hold on, hold on. Don't get too into the sauce yet. <laughs> yeah. Don't get too into the sauce. We're out of time today. We're out of time today. All right, all right. But all right. Um, we're definitely going to do the part two of this. Um, talking about what coaches are looking for, what you can do to try to get recruited during this time. Yeah. All right. So, um Thank you, Spencer. We're going to have part two next week. So uh, hopefully you guys can tune in. Appreciate you. Thank you, man. And y'all remember, although the hustle may change, the grind stays the same. We out. (laughs) 
Thank you for listening to this episode. For all my hustlers out there, we are moving the Hoover's Hustle podcast to be released every Monday, starting with this upcoming Monday. We're looking forward to many more episodes and for you to join us.